the better you document a product, whether it's a plugin, a theme, or whatever, the 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 more um, satisfied your customer is, and the less you have to deal with from a support standpoint. So, uh, there's a, a quick nugget there for anybody who's building anything with WordPress. Hello and welcome to the WP Elevation podcast. I'm Mike Killen, a WP Elevation coach and WordPress marketing specialist based in Devon in England. I'm very excited to announce that our feature guest this week is Brian Gardner from Studio Press. Brian is the pioneer of the premium WordPress theme and productizing development work. In this episode, Brian is going to walk us through the seven essential ingredients for productizing your WordPress development and business. And you'll also be able to download his checklist to make sure that you can apply whatever you learn in this episode. Stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of of, of coaches and mentors and we have hundreds and by the time you're listening to this probably thousands of members all over the world but it still really is something that I'm very passionate about and, and of course if you join WP Elevation we make revenue and we make profit so it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it and partially I am because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, I'm Mike Killen from WP Elevation and I am extremely pleased to announce that I have with me here Brian Gardner. Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. No, not a problem. Thanks for being uh, being on with us. I, everyone else was very jealous when I got to speak with you. They were all kind of everyone was vying for this interview, and I managed to land it out. So I'm I'm over the moon with that. Uh, for those of those out there watching who don't know who you are uh, or maybe what you've done, would you mind being able to tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what you're working on now? Sure. Uh, my name is Brian Gardner. I am the founder of Studio Press, chief product officer at Rainmaker Digital, uh, formerly known as Copyblogger Media. Uh, currently, uh, we are building a very interesting thing, which we'll be launching uh, within a few weeks. Uh, we alluded to it with our affiliates. We're very excited about it. Uh, 2017 is going to be a big year for Studio Press. Uh, but to go back real quickly, uh, arguably, probably the founder of the premium WordPress theme market uh, within WordPress. Uh, I've been doing this for almost 10 years. I just sent out a newsletter to our Studio Press customer list uh, saying 2017. And then I was like, man, 27. That's about when I started Revolution back in the day. So um, still in the market of selling WordPress themes, among other things within WordPress and very happy doing it. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is why this is this is why this is going to be such an important episode, because and I, I totally agree with you. The concept of productizing what essentially is a development output mm-hmm. and you being able to systemize that and make it easier for people to be able to consume but also easier for I believe you guys to support and it must work because it's now kind of all over the place that's your thing right would you say that 
productizing development was is a, is a rough category of that? It is. I don't necessarily think that's what I started out to do 10 years ago when I was on my own freelancing and whatever. But, uh, you know, it's amazing uh, whether it's the an, an entrepreneurial journey, a personal story, whatever, just a lot of times you, you set down one path and you end up down another path. And, you know, usually it's serendipitous where you end up. So uh, certainly no regrets. Yeah. So so what is it within um, that you found within um, productizing themes or productizing development? Why was that important to you? Why did you end up going down that road? What made sense to you? You know, uh, the, the real quick 30 second story of, of how it all began was I was uh, new to WordPress. Uh, at the time, everyone was doing free themes and giving, you know, it, there was no premium theme market. And uh, I was just trying to freelance. I was doing a, a, a architectural job. And I was just trying to freelance because I loved sort of the idea of blogging. I liked what WordPress was back then. And, uh, and I started to like design, even though I didn't really know it. And so uh I did a freelance project for a customer and he didn't like it because it was too, too forward thinking. It was, it was not a blog theme. It was the, what became revolution, which was sort of like a, the first CMS type of theme. Uh, and so I was distraught when he didn't like it. And so ultimately I got him what he wanted and I took that theme and I had an audience at the time kind of built around what I had been learning with WordPress and whatever. And so, um, just kind of on a whim one day I said, you know, Hey, would anybody buy this, yep. you know, and, and not even thinking of anything other than, you know, selling a couple of them, maybe a few hundred bucks to help pay for vacation or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, it got an overwhelming response. And, you know, as a guy who doesn't have a business degree, I, even then I knew that there was an opportunity to, to commoditize something and the idea of selling something that I've already built and don't have to continue to, well, obviously I continued to build it because I would build more themes and so on. But uh, just the idea of selling something that I had done and making kind of repetitive money off of that was really appealing That's, to me. I mean, so just before we dive in, you've, you've kind of struck on three points that I really want to go into <laughs> there. But just before we dive in, I wanted to let our audience know that the key points that Brian kind of explores and shares with us on this episode, we're going to put that together in a download, which is going to be available at wpelevation.com forward slash Brian Gardner, or one word, so just to let you know that. Um, so you mentioned commoditizing there, which I think is... It's such a fantastic word because what I find is that a lot of developers and WordPress businesses treat their own business like a commodity, but they treat their time like a commodity and, and mm -hmm. they end up never really making any profit from it as opposed to actually creating a commodity. You also mentioned that once you have this thing, you can continue to add to it and the community kind of feeds that cycle. So if we're going right back to the beginning, Brian, if there are, let's say, five things all right that i wanted to do to move the needle as a developer or a wordpress business that wants to begin productizing and commoditizing what i can develop and what i can deliver to my customers what are the five things that i need to do to start that journey well so the first thing you need to do as a and i and i get this a lot yep. uh, people who even want to build off of genesis the framework that we have yep. is I spend all my time doing client work and I don't have time to build a product or I don't have time to, you know, to, to, to move in that direction. I'm too busy. I'm too under, you know, underwater. I, I, I've got to make money. And the idea of, you know, commoditizing or building a product, there's an investment that re that's required, right? You need some time up front to build it because you're not going to make money right away. Mm -hmm. And so there's this, you know, the first thing is, is what I would say is 
you know, take 5% of your week, 10% of your week, and just think of those unbillable hours as an investment towards something bigger because so many people say, I want to do it, but I can't. I'm like, well, you can, first of all, you just, you, you just and, I, and I understand that, you know, the kind of the quandary that they're in, right? They, yeah. they don't want to just do unbillable time. Um, but that's kind of the first thing. The second thing, and, and I don't know if I can get to all five really, uh, but you really kind of need to have a plan. You need to do investigation into the market in which, uh, in which you're going. Uh, Chris Lemma just recently replied to a developer who spent an entire year building a WordPress theme, and that was a really good conversation, and Chris had a great follow-up post to it. But you don't want to build something. If you get to that point, right, where you carve out your time and you start building something, make sure there's an audience. Make yeah. sure there's an opportunity there because the last thing you want to do is spend all this time building something that won't sell or there's no market for or there's no demand for. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so there's there's that part of it too. Um, you know, I guess the the other the next thing I would think of is, you know, just think about, you know, outside of just building the product, what else will that uh you know, require from you. For me, you know, for instance, support was something that, you know, obviously themes and plugins support is big. And and while I was able to do that back in the day when it started scaling, uh, I was not able to do everything. I was not able to develop the product, support the product, you know, do all of the things, content market for the product. And so at some point you have to sort of entertain that there may be some people, uh, whether they're uh, people who you work with, people who are in your community, you know, you just have to identify potentially the fact that if you want to scale this, who's going to be with you in that process? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. I think often people neglect to realize when something starts to scale, it's actually quite early on, it becomes quite difficult to start. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of people think, well, two or three people I could hand on, like, you'd be surprised at how much time that takes up um, after you've got a couple of customers. I really like point number one there where you're saying look take 10% of your time um, and uh, focus it on something else it's something we've been trying to do particularly at WP Elevation and my own agency is starting to if we really want to get something done if we, if we think that there's going to be value in it what else can we cut back and a lot of the time it's answering emails browsing Facebook going on Reddit you know it's those <laughs> type of things that actually we should be investing in other yeah. stuff for the business, you know, that's such a practical point. Um, when it comes to going to market then, so you go forward with this audience and this idea, I've seen a lot of guys in the past, and I don't know if this is part of your product roadmap now, or if this is something that you've maybe started to do, but I've seen a lot of guys, they'll create the product page or the landing page for it. They'll drive a bunch of traffic to five or six with different features and they'll kind mm -hmm. of see which one garners the most interest. Have you seen any kind of um, any kind of results doing that kind of stuff? You know, we don't. Uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, more on the copy blogger side of things, that's really more sort of that sort of landing page marketing sort of split testing type of mentality. Yeah. Uh, for for me, I just started back in the day. I, I wrote the email. People said yes. I started. Um, and it was all fly by the seat of my pants, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I built the theme, I sold, you know, 10, 20, $40,000 after the first three months. And all of a sudden I had a big problem. I didn't know what to, and back to the, you know, sort of the scaling thing. I had no idea what I was doing. I was working a lot because there was only me. And so I don't know that I've personally ever had the need and studio press has really never had the need to sort of test things because we're usually building sort of proactively in response to stuff we've already gotten feedback on. Yeah. Like even back in the day when I created the first revolution theme, you know, I would 
um, be out in blog posts or forums kind of sort of investigating what people are saying about it. Mm -hmm. And and the response was, oh, I really wish there'd be like a news version or a magazine version of this theme. And so uh, without having to even do any kind of, you know, split testing or landing page, which one would you like type thing, I sought the feedback from the community before I even needed to ask it. And so uh, of course, the second and third revolution themes were news and magazine. And of course, those were just in response to what people were already telling me they wanted. And so for a lot of the stuff that we build right now, whether it's Studio Press, whether it's Rainmaker or, or just all of the stuff that the company does, it's usually a response already to what people are asking for. We have a big enough audience to where we don't necessarily have to go to them. A lot of times they come to us. And in most cases, we build stuff we need for our own internal purposes anyways. So it kind of is an anomaly in a sense, but... Um, that's really for us how kind of it is. No, I think that's I, I think that's uh, really healthy to hear. I think a lot of people are put off on the idea of, of developing a, a product when they come from a service-based industry because they're worried about the kind of the broad scope of market testing and the amount of stuff they need to do. But what you talked about there, talk to your community and listen to them because they'll tell mm -hmm. you what they want. I mean, that's that's such a simple, and I'm assuming you apply that to all the kind of stuff that you've you've begun to create now, right? Yeah, I do. But here's the one the one danger um, that I see people doing, and this is you know this dates back to the the, the blogging days back when you know Darren Rouse, our pro blogger, and Chris yep. Brogan were going down. Everybody just wants to imitate and be the next that person, right? And so even from a product standpoint and from a theme standpoint, I've seen this. You know, something goes out and is successful. And so it's easy to say, I'm just going to imitate what's already been done because it's successful. Granted, we have a huge platform and an audience. So for us, it's easy to achieve that success. Mm -hmm. But the problem is there's too many people. And I and I find myself doing the same thing, even from like a design trend standpoint. I try to not necessarily follow like a sheep yep. and try to innovate and do something new. And so there's scariness right in that because it's it's untested, it's new, not sure. But those are the things if you think big picture of all of the stories of people who are successful, whether it be, you know, in our space, whether it be in Hollywood, it's the people who kind of really stepped out and took a risk that really have those big stories. And so um, from that perspective, don't necessarily build what's already been built. Like we're not going to go build a forms plugin, right? Because there's gravity forms, yeah. there's ninja forms, there's WP forms. And so there's like this acceptance that, okay, that's a space that's already occupied. We don't need to go there, even though we could, and we could bring it to our, you know, our audience of 200,000 people, we could probably do something well, but someone's already doing it. Three people are, and they're doing it better. So we try to find opportunities in the market where maybe there are holes, maybe, um, there are opportunities, things like a uh, perfect example, uh, the guys at WP site, Karen Shea box and their cookbook plugin. Yep. Perfect yep. example of something that we almost went down. We were really tied up when I wanted to go down that route and they sort of beat us to it. And I'm glad that they did because now they have a product that we can use within our themes and we highly recommend. And so, you know, doing uh, commoditizing WordPress, there's that sort of kind of give and take and ebb and flow and realize, okay, someone's doing that. Let me step back. What what else is missing? Where's their opportunity? That's such, uh, you know, and a lot of this as well, There's uh, there's been a couple of big posts on Reddit and I've seen a few blog posts recently of guys who have tried to create a plugin or a theme and they're now realizing that 12 or 18 months worth of their time has been wasted, partly because mm -hmm. they're going into a very saturated market, um, but also because they have tried to release something that their audience doesn't want. Now, your audience not wanting it is not necessarily a reflection of them not wanting something, but it means mm -hmm. if there's just too much 
too much choice out there. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really interesting you talk about uh, take a risk and trying something new. Uh, I, to me, when I saw your no sidebar mm-hmm. and the way that you have got what is essentially a sales page leading onto the mm-hmm. course, and I was like, where the hell's the, the sales page though? Where's all the, the flashing buns and the, the URLs with pricing off and all this kind of stuff? It was all stripped away. I was like, that, I mean, that there is, is, is taking a risk on selling something, you know, on, on selling that commodity towards towards the uh, towards the group, you know. Yeah. No. No sidebar is. It was really a passion project of mine. It was literally me just getting fed up with going to people's websites and literally seeing sidebars that were ten times longer than their content. Yeah. And and I realized that you know the, the lifestyle bloggers there. There's badges. There's ads. There's all kinds of stuff that you know, arguably doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, people see other people doing it, back to the imitation thing, see other people doing it, think they need to do it. And I'm like, I'm on your page. All I want to do is read and maybe sign up if I trust you, but I'm inundated with pop-ups and ads and all this other stuff. Uh, and, and I kind of just said, you know what, I'm just going to create something for my own site back to sort of the dog fooding idea. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, I'm making the personal decision. I'm going to kill sidebars, which it has its days where I have regrets because I'll <laughs> want to do something with a sidebar and people will say, what? And you're the no sidebar guy. What are you doing? Wow. Um, or, or I'll develop themes for Studio Press and I'll submit them to our team and they'll be like, you know, we get you don't want a sidebar, but other yeah. people do. So we got to have a sidebar in these themes. Yeah. Um, you know, but really what it comes down to is sort of the intentional, natural flow of what you want a visitor to do. And, and I can, you know go on and on and on about sort of the, the no sidebar mentality, but I'm sure that that's not what we're well, here for. Well, it isn't, isn't. The reason I picked it out is because it, it kind of all ties back again to productizing and having a system, but if you've got any kind of system, if people if people want to develop a plugin, for example, but also productizing, we uh, more and more are beginning to see and encourage in some respects turnkey websites for our customers you know websites mm-hmm. that are easier to produce and push out some people don't need the whole you know the 10 grand deal it's what we do we, we don't have many turnkey solutions personally but understanding how people go through that journey and what they expect for that price going through that and then you can have those different price points you know i think it kind of all ties in together in, in just understanding what your customers want you know yeah you know and that's something that we do with studio press we <laughs> We don't want to be the all-in-one every kind of theme. I know that Theme Forest is, you know, Aveda and all those themes that, you know, are, are really heavy and bloated and can do everything. And, and, you know, to some degree, that's a great marketing line, right? You know, the all-in-one solution theme. Yeah. Well, a dentist, a this, or that, or the next thing. You know, and so we try to, like, create simpler solutions for specific audiences so that people who, like, Agent Press is a great example of a, a real estate theme. We didn't sort of include all of the other options that we would potentially include in other themes, like magazine themes, right? Because a real estate agent, he's not doing that. They just want to go in, they want to create their listings and do their thing. And so we try to identify the the nicest looking way from a design standpoint to offer a solution that they can use because if they don't use it or can't use it or can't figure it out, they're going to just ask for a refund anyways. So Mm. we might as well, you know, and this also sort of goes to the the uh, the documentation uh, and I learned this early on back in the revolution days. The better you document a product, whether it's a plugin, a theme, or whatever, the 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 more um, satisfied your customer is, and the less you have to deal with from a support standpoint. So uh, there's a, a quick nugget there for anybody who's building anything with WordPress. Um, you know, just to make it the easiest path. And we're all consumers, right? We all want to go do things that 
you know, it's easy to sign up. It's easy to do this. And we complain on social media when it's not. So, you know, aside from just building something pretty, there's a lot of other thought and kind of, you know, uh, planning you have to do and things you need to account yeah, and for. Yeah, I think it's a it's a wonderful segue into the kind of wrapping it up because what you've said what you've said there is ultimately by productizing commoditizing and understanding the system that people will go through it allows you to spend more time doing the support creating the documentation mm-hmm. talking to the customers and making sure that they really use that product as opposed to spending all your time trying to customize everything for everyone and it ends up mm-hmm. kind of just taking away from the fact that like you say the better the documentation the better the support the more specific and the quicker that people understand and get to grips with it the happier your customers going to be, you know. That's the nugget. Yep. That's that's the intro bit there. That's the bit that I'm taking. Out. <laughs> that's good. I like that a lot. Um, so just to recap, as we're coming up to the end here, this has been mad. Like just mm-hmm. amazing to talk through. I think the penny when people who are listening, they'll know who Studio Press are. They'll know who Rainmaker mm-hmm. are, and they go, "Oh God, I know who this guy is." Right. Um, <clears throat> so people who don't who feel they don't have time to start going into this kind of product development. Take 10% of your hours, right? 10% per week mm-hmm. or 5% a week. Um, have a plan for going to market. So go to market with an audience, making sure that you're you know, releasing it to people who want it. And that, like you said, that was just as simple as an email for you. Is that right? Yeah, it was just a blog post for me. Just, you know, what would you, you know, would you buy this? And then there was a follow-up. How much would you pay? Yeah. You know, just there's nothing wrong with asking your audience on something that you're working on or building. And, you know, you'll find a lot of people, uh, the peanut gallery out there who will give you their opinions and their advice. Oh, I would spend $300. I would spend $10, you know? And so you find the medium and throw it out there and see what happens. Yep. No, I like that. That's great. Um, and when, when it's, when it's out there, when it's live and when it's kind of being pushed forward, forward, think about the resources that are required and what you're going to do and what you need to do to make it scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, the, the support team we've had, the people who've helped me out, have infinitely helped grow. Um, back in the day, there was a few of us. Now there's 60 of us at our company, and, and half of those people are basically support and documentation because, as Brian Clark likes to say, support is marketing, and there's a lot of truth yes, to that. Yes, absolutely, and we're seeing more and more companies put the support team under the marketing, um, under the marketing mm-hmm. budget. You know, and the longer the, the the interactions are, they don't see that as a negative. So yeah, yep. um, coming back to the community about talking to community about what they want uh, and what they uh, what they would buy, but also making sure to not follow every single you know point that they hand out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's times where we'll do something and I'll, the one naysayer is what will completely derail something I'm working yeah. on. You know, I'll throw this out there and they'll say, oh, that's terrible. And I won't listen to the 500 people who think it's great. And so to sort of, you need to grow a little bit of a thick skin when it comes to doing this stuff because, you know, the last 10 years I've had my fair share of, of naysayers and doubters and those who wanted to, you know, attack the things that I've done or how I've done it. And, and to some degree, you just have to realize that there's going to be those people out there, right? There's people who you know, our Android users, they're going to bag on Apple, that kind of thing. And so to some degree, if you believe in the product you're building, that's really the most important thing. And to just keep forward on that. I like that a lot. Um, And just the last two points, occasionally, sometimes you need to look inwards to what you need and what you would use to to Mm -hmm. develop some of those features. That was a really nice point. You said we actually just kind of scratched our own itch a couple of times. I like that a lot. Yeah, at, at, at our big company, everything that we have is what we've 
internally used or built. So it, you know, from an investment in time standpoint, uh, and Bill Erickson is a great example of a guy who spends time to to build tools to help his process better that ultimately work uh, for all of his projects. And so uh, it's a good example of just kind of setting stuff up. Uh, you know, we built, you know, the, the back end of my studio press has been rebuilt because we needed to be better. And then it's something that we can turn around and, and you know, commoditize because it's something we have experience building. We, we, we know that there's a need for that kind of a thing. Um, membership type programs. I mean, Copyblog was notorious for having, uh, you know, information based um, membership mm-hmm. or, you know, e-courses and stuff like that. So if we need to build it for ourselves, there's a pretty good chance others might benefit. Yeah, again, we're seeing more of that as well. Those kind of symbiotic relationships where the business feeds into their customers and then into themselves mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah, we're seeing that a lot. Uh, and finally, um, which to me was, it, it's so obvious, but it's one of those things that when someone says it, you're like, of course, that's what you should be doing. <laughs> Documentation support and making sure that users understand and get to grips with it quickly, that's what's going to keep customers happy and reduce your refunds, right? Uh, for sure. I mean, I every day am Googling how to do something. And in most cases, um, you know, I'll go to a tutorial and I'll learn how to go do something. And I'll think to myself, man, that was really easy for me to do. Thank this person for taking the time to spell it out and not cut corners. And whether it's software, whether it's, you know, uh, there was, uh, I don't know if you saw the story, but there's this woman who just recently built an entire house out of YouTube videos, like literally from ground up. And so Google me this, <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. It, it's all over the MSN homepage. Yeah. The, uh, it, but it's a great story in that if you help people do what they need to do, not only will they be not asking for a refund, they may come back, they've built trust, they think you're authoritative. And so you've built a customer for life at that point. Mm, that's so good. And again, we are hearing this more and more and more help people like mm-hmm. it's it, like help people is just at the core of what we're all trying to do, you know? Yeah, it reminds me of the the Jerry Maguire. There's a lot of nuggets in Jerry Maguire, <laughs> but there's that scene where he's like, where he's talking, right? He's like, "Help me, help yes. you." Like that's what it really comes down to, and it goes back to fewer clients. It goes back to, you know, the whole manifesto that he wrote, right? Yep. Where it really is, you know, passion is why you're there, but service is also why you're there. And so uh, our customers have always been important to me. I always listen to feedback. I'm on social media when people ask questions or say they don't understand things. Uh, bring it to our team and say, hey, how can we make this better so that this person or the next person doesn't have to say, I don't get this. This makes no sense to me. And so, uh, you know, it's not just about building the pretty thing and trying to use the marketing funnel to sell it. There's a, a backside of it that really helps kind of sustain. And, and I think it's one of the reasons we're here 10 years yeah, later. No, I like that a lot. Uh, and such a fantastic point to end on. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for spending the time going through that. Because it's kind of like saying, when, when we're kind of mentioning this to people like, oh yeah, we, we're getting you know Brian Gardner from Studio Press to talk about productization. They were like, the Brian Gardner from the Studio Press wants to talk about productization. <laughs> I was like, yeah, so this has kind of been a bit of a masterclass. Um, thank you so much t- for spending some time with us on WP Elevation. Sure. Uh, where can people reach out to you? Where can they find you? You know, how do they get in contact? Uh, from the top up, obviously, RainmakerDigital.com yep. is our parent company. Uh, StudioPress.com is where we sell themes. BrianGardner.com is where I'm going to start writing uh, very personally about my entre- entrepreneurial journey and the things that I've learned over the last 10 years. Uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere at BGardner, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and if you're interested in sort of the idea of uh, removing the unnecessary and kind of 
decluttering and, and kind of interested in the minimalistic, simple living thing, you can go to nosidebar.com. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of nosidebar.com. It's been like, that's, thank that's, you. that's where I am now, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, thank you so much for your time, Brian. And uh, we'll say goodbye. I'll let you get on with your day. Great. Thanks. No worries. Bye. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Remember to visit wpelevation.com forward slash Brian Gardner to download the checklist for this episode and leave us some feedback in the comment section. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and helps us out. Just visit wpelevation.com forward slash iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to your company on the next episode of the podcast. My name is Mike Killen. Until then, go elevate.